Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Notorious Nerdy D Wrestling Show, the single greatest wrestling podcast on the internet. I am your host, Nerdy D, and joining me on the ones and twos, working the mics and cameras is my better half. Level up, Lauren. What's up, y'all? Each and every week, we bring you everything you need to know about the world of professional wrestling. Make sure to like and subscribe to this show on YouTube at Nerdy D Wrestling Show. Or subscribe on your favorite podcasting network. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast, and officially on Apple Podcast. Ooh, so you can find us there. We had some listens on Apple Podcast. Damn. Uh, make sure to leave us a review or a comment to help us get into the algorithm or a, a five-star rating, whatever it is. Just go ahead and hit that button and, and make sure we get uh, on the... It's not called the For You page. It's the Featured page on Apple. Yeah. We're trying to get on that Featured page. Tonight, we're going to put uh, company lines to the side and draft our ultimate fantasy roster that I would start a wrestling company with. But first, housekeeping. Um, It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. We're absolutely done talking about fucking Darby Allen and the size of wrestlers. I'm done. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm, I'm done. I've said my piece. Everybody knows my opinion at this point, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. If I don't talk about Darby Allen for the next six months, I, I will be a happy man. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of Darby Allen. I don't even fucking, I don't even care enough about him. He just got roped into that size argument, and then it felt like two weeks felt like an eternity with that. Yeah. I think people were starting to get tired of hearing me say it. But I was beating my fucking battle drum. I had to lay down a line, and I think, uh, like always, I came out on top of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also won't talk about Sammy Guevara anymore, even though he's a skeezy little-ass motherfucker, and how somebody informed me this week that he actually, at one point in his career, did an interview where he claimed he would rape Sasha Banks, and we're just all going to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I guess the AEW fans, we're just all going to be okay with that. We're going to let that one slide. Because cause I guess dude can wrestle a little bit. We're just going to be okay because that's not how normal people talk. Nah. That's not locker room talk. That's not how normal people talk. Normal dudes don't, they don't see a girl and go, I'm going to rape that girl. Yeah. Like, if, if you're thinking that way. A little fucked up. He's a head. little fucked up. He's definitely a little fucked up. Um, poll of the week for last week was, uh, should CM Punk be the AEW world champion in 2022? Uh, Lauren, got to talk to you about this. Yeah. I'm not sure. Now you're much smarter than I am. I concede that okay. all the time. You're you're way smarter than I am. Yeah. But when we do something called a poll. Yeah. What do you think that entails? A poll? I'm guessing like one of those little things on TikTok where you could push the buttons and the percentages come up. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't on there. <laughs> you just you just posted it as a as a question, which is fine for this week because uh, there was a pretty overwhelming consensus. But uh, going into next week, this let's, week we'll let's try and run there. that thing as a poll. <laughs> like, let's run it as an actual poll where we could get hard right. data coming out of this thing. But the overwhelming consensus, which surprised me a little bit, was that uh, CM Punk should not be a world champion in 2022. And as always, I feel like I'm going against the grain uh, my disdain for CM Punk is well known, I think, at this point. But 
he's good for business. And I, I think at some point in 2022, he will hold a major championship in AEW. Yeah. Um, so the poll for next week, the one that we're actually going to put up the, the, the little poll situation on that you could vote on will be, uh, are you a fan of WWE releasing all of the women's names pre Royal rumble? Okay. So the poll will be, uh, are you a fan of the WWE ruining all the surprises for the women's Royal rumble pre Royal rumble? Okay. You can piece that together how you want, but yeah. just with a yes or no answer. Yes. And I'll make a poll, an actual poll. All right. Um, I can do that. All right. So unfortunately I have to officially concede that I did not win the first ever uh, Notorious Nerdy D belt event, uh, day one pay-per-view. I've conceded. I've been told. I saw you actually put up a poll for that, which is interesting. You well, do know. because it was about me, so you, you know. You do know what a poll is when it's about <laughs> you. You just don't know what it is when it's about something I need information on. So I did see you were able to put up a poll for that, and overwhelmingly everybody sided with you, which clearly I'm going to have to get used to. I'm going to get vetoed in this situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just like me better. I, I'm sure they do. I don't think anybody on the internet <laughs> likes me. I've come to that simple conclusion that nobody in the internet wrestling community likes me. Nobody. Oh, right. Yeah. Which, which leads me into, uh, leads me into like the last little bit of housekeeping. I want to kind of do a state of the, uh, state of the union for this podcast and kind of define what it is. Cause over the last two weeks, our numbers have jumped like exponentially. We've seen yeah. a big increase in uh, audio listeners and in video listeners. It's been actually equal. <clears throat> so I want to kind of, you know, I want to go on to kind of clear some things up for new listeners of the podcast. This is 100%. This show is a wrestling podcast for casual wrestling fans. I in no way associate with the opinions of the internet wrestling community. I am not a hardcore wrestling fan. I talk a lot of shit. I act like I know a lot of shit. I'm talking out my ass a lot of the times. A lot of times I'm right. There's a lot of times I'm wrong. But these are my true opinions. This is why this show will never feature interviews with anybody affiliated with any wrestling company. It's not what I do. Because the minute you start to cater to those kind of people... You, you are affiliating, like right now I'm high on WWE, low on AEW. Yeah. That can change at any moment. And it's why people are like, bro, you should just do a WWE podcast. No, I should just speak on what I feel, how I feel in that moment. And, and at this time, I, I am a casual wrestling fan. Probably why I gauge more towards WWE, but I do enjoy AEW. There's a lot wrong with both companies. And like I said, this is a casual wrestling podcast i've labeled myself on tiktok i am the voice of the casual wrestling fans because i don't want to get in and mix it up with all these fucking idiot know-it-alls in the internet wrestling community who throw around all these fucking terms they have terminology and they want to fight each other and they want to duet each other i you know as it is i've cut back on like answering 50 percent of the negative comments yeah i'm trying to just not address them at all. It's fucking hard. It's hard because they say such stupid things and they try to attack things in a way that's like, bro, it's just an opinion, right? Yeah. But I'm trying to ease up, trying to just talk to the positive people 
and and move forward. But like I said, State of the Union, this is 100% a casual wrestling podcast. This is not what we do. This is not a job. We, we don't get paid by anybody. We don't make advertising money. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a cash app. I'm not coming in week in, week out going, hey, man, just, just donate to the show, right? Eventually, could this show get to that point? 100%, right? Who knows what happens? If this thing gets rolling and gets going, we'll, we'll figure out a way to, to make it work where it's only to just better the show. Like, the money would better the show. But at this point, I'm not even thinking like that. At this point yeah. in time, I'm just talking shit on a microphone because I need a creative outlet, a place to talk, and I've enjoyed the interaction back from people. And you don't uh, pay me to listen to you. <laughs> I don't pay you to listen to me. And contrary to what some people believe, I think you enjoy professional wrestling. I don't I think do. I don't think it's your favorite thing in the world, but it's something that as a married couple we're able to connect on and watch together. Uh-huh. You enjoy professional wrestling on the same level that I watch the Real Housewives with you, and I enjoy that, or Vanderpump Rules, right? Yeah. I enjoy those shows. Will I ever be an expert? Probably not. Do I remember everybody's name? Never. But I enjoy it. It's it's like reality TV, and I enjoy it. And you enjoy watching wrestling with me. Mm-hmm. And so for the people who come out here and go, oh, ha, you, she hates it. I don't think you hate it. No. I, I don't think you hate it, right? I mean, you, yeah. you get somewhat of an enjoyment. I get a lot of enjoyment, and I like learning backstories, and I like going in to know about the you, person yeah, You themselves. like it in a different way. You like it almost as if it was a reality show. You yeah. want to know more about them. You liked Total Divas. You liked uh-huh. Total Bellas. You liked a lot of the, the places where you could see their actual personalities. Whereas, like, I can tell you with, like, uh, I think it was Miro. You did it with... Uh, Ew, I hated Miro. And Seth it with Rollins. A, I Seth hated Rollins, Seth right? Rollins. And I hated Roman Reigns and actually really, really liked them. Now. And then when you found out more about them and, and kind of their personal life and saw them in other lights, you began to like them. And that's fine. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm totally biased on like if if I like you as a person, then I start to like you as a wrestler. That's how I felt about Darby Allen. Are you Bring doing the little things on the side? I can't figure out how to do it. What, what's wrong with it? I'm pressing the button and it's not working. It's not doing anything? No. All right, well, so we'll ignore the little things on the side this week. Uh, yes. Let's let's jump into our overreactions. So uh, overreacting this week, we got our first look at Roman Reigns without Paul Heyman. Yeah. We got to see Roman Reigns come out to the ring. He didn't come out with the Usos, didn't come out with Paul Heyman. It was solo Roman. And then uh, he was interrupted by Brock. So we got what we finally been waiting for was a Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman moment mm-hmm. with all of them in the ring. Went pretty much as expected, um, except for the little tease that I loved. I thought it was really good. The the little, uh, did, did you catch where, where Roman kind of protected Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman kind of came back and protected Roman Reigns and there was this like little bit of kind of like... Uh, Hey, we still got love for each other going on. Did you catch that moment? No, I probably went over my head. <laughs> so, so yeah, there was this moment and they're teasing the fact that like, there's some love there in between those two and it's probably not over. And we all predicted wrongly that, uh, Paul Heyman wasn't done with Roman Reigns. He wasn't going to, but I think there's a long-term story being told here. Mm-hmm. I think there's a possibility Paul Heyman's more torn than we originally thought. And this is going to play out long-term all the way to WrestleMania. Cause let's not get it twisted. We have officially hit WrestleMania season. This is the build to WrestleMania coming yeah. into Royal rumble. The stories are being set. 
you'll get a bunch of throwaway matches going into that moment, into that big WrestleMania moment. So they're aligning people like uh, we saw Bianca Belair get screwed out of a, a match and they yeah. got Dewdrop fighting Becky Lynch because all those big matches are being saved for WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sold on Roman Reigns and uh, Brock Lesnar being the main event for WrestleMania. Oh, definitely. They sold me. At first, I was a little worried. I didn't know how good their chemistry was. Neither one has been overly impressive on a microphone until all of a sudden Brock Lesnar's fucking found a personality and he's Mr. Joke telling, knock, knock, uh, fucking slanging. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brock Lesnar, he was impressive on Monday Night Raw for what I know Brock Lesnar to be. Uh-huh. This face version of Brock Lesnar is going to propel that match to another level. I love this idea of Roman being the hill and Brock being this 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 funny face that's still a beast. This is what I said they missed with uh, Big E, right? Mm-hmm. Is you, you can implement the comedy into the system, but at the end of the day, you have to be extremely fucking dangerous and scary. Yeah, and Brock like is always that. That you see in Brock. Big E just never quite relayed the fact that, hey man, I am extremely dangerous. And, and Big E looks extremely dangerous. He just, they needed to sell that part of it of like, I can turn off the comedy and I can go into the crazy. Yeah. And they never did that, right? Um, this is going to be good. Roman Reigns is a good bad guy. I've said it for a long time. He does, he ticks all the boxes to be one of the best heels in the business, right? Yes. Now we've got Brock, who is all of a sudden ticking all the right boxes to be a baby face that fans actually get behind. Okay, so we've got those two guys. And then to just like put the, the whipped cream and the cherry on top, you have Paul Heyman who's going to fill in every gap that's missing. And I think we're leading into an exciting main event for WrestleMania. I'm still scared about the two nights and the 47 matches that they're going to have. I still believe <laughs> that I like a one night WrestleMania. I think that it makes it more special. I'm, I would even be okay if the two nights weren't, if they didn't try to balance the two nights, if like the first night was more of a pre-show and then the second night was the meat main and event. potatoes. But what they do is they try to balance it out. They try to sell us on two main events. And I've, I'm not a huge fan of that. I like the idea. We don't need 47 WrestleMania Why matches. Why do they do that? I, well, so I think it started pandemic, I believe. Because there was nothing on television and they could own that spot. I also think that it gives them the ability to do things, which I get from a business point of view. Like, you can have Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks as the main event of night one and still sell that as the main event of WrestleMania, right? While not hurting your big, you, you know, your big match that's selling the whole thing. Yeah. So I, I get why you do it, but I don't love it. And maybe you balance it like number two, 70% heavy night two, 70% and night one, you have a big main event, but you, you put kind of your undercard on, on that, on night one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, I think it's time we stop referring to Brock Lesnar as a part timer guys. I mean, he's pulling double duty. He's on Monday night raw. He's on Friday night Smackdown. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins are both pulling double duty. Two guys that you want to see twice a week, I still say, I still believe 
that the the old school attitude era mentality, let's shrink down the fucking roster and let's have these guys on TV two times a week. Yeah. There's just guys that are more interesting than other guys. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate, right? Seth Rollins comes over to SmackDown. We're excited. Brock Lesnar comes over to Monday Night Raw. We're excited. Brock Lesnar's more exciting than most people on Monday Night Raw and Seth Rollins vice versa. True. So, it, you know, we but we got to stop. We can't keep calling Brock a part-timer. He's He's got the ball and he's running with it. He's holding the torch. He's... Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins are both doing a lot of heavy lifting while WWE tries to seek their way through these uh, injuries and and COVID and all this stuff that's going on, right? Mm -hmm. We've got Drew down. Uh, Kevin Owens is missing, but I think there's more to that Kevin Owens thing coming. Uh, Unless he got the vid too. I don't think so. I think they're hiding him. I think he's going to help Seth Rollins win at... uh, at Royal Rumble. Rumble. I think that's what they're building to. I would, I think that's a great, if they, it's that old illusion thing, right? They're going to, they're going to have Kevin Owens disappear. Hopefully we forget about him. We can't forget about Kevin Owens because he's the fucking heart and soul of Monday night raw. Let's not forget that. Uh, but they'll kind of put him to the side. Hopefully, I hope we're not done completely with this Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins thing. Yeah. Cause that was gold. I thought, I thought that they were going to go after the tag team belts. Apparently, it would be also kind of fun to book them like sharing the the WWE Universal title, <laughs> right? Like, like it's our title. Yeah. We both want it. Doesn't matter <laughs> if you win it or if I have it. We have the title, and that's all that matters because we're best friends. Yeah. I like that storyline. I like a line. It it definitely gets Roman Reigns. People are tired of the Roman Reigns thing. I think it would be good to have him go back to being the underdog and chasing Brock Lesnar with a WWE title. Yes. I think you can flip the belts, kind of get the world back in line as, as Drew McIntyre and these guys come back. But I think that um, I think that it would be a fun little hitch in the story if somehow Kevin Owens comes out and costs Roman Reigns the match. And Seth Rollins ends up champion and they do some sort of like comedy where they're, they're passing the belt back and forth. Yeah. yeah or, yeah. or just, they consider themselves to friends. like both be champion. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we talked about it in the poll early on. I'm going to overreact to this a little okay. bit. Uh, we talked about it in the poll for next week or this upcoming week. And that was, uh, the WWE's basically played their hand on the women's side of the Royal rumble. And they've announced uh, a big portion of the names that are going to be featured in this year's Royal Rumble. And it's it's weirdly interesting to me that they chose to go this route. It feels to me like WWE has this false worry that they've got to do publicity to get people to watch. But if there's one event of the year that doesn't have to be sold based on the card, it's the Royal Rumble. Because people watch the Royal Rumble purely for the surprise. Who yeah. could come back, right? Yeah. So I think you know, I think they panicked with Sasha Banks getting hurt, right? Mm-hmm. She's out six to eight weeks. So we know there's no Sasha going into the Rumble. So we are superstar light in the yeah. women's division already. Now you 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 subtract uh, Sasha Banks and, and there's not a lot going there. We do know that they've announced uh, some amazing names that would have been fucking unbelievable surprises, right? Yeah. But they went ahead and announced them. 
I would have popped for Mickey James. Cause that's, that's this, uh, this new term I've learned the forbidden door. That's, that's a new term that I've learned this week is the forbidden is door. The forbidden door is when somebody, uh, it's really kind of pertains to WWE cause they're kind of the, the, the most stingy about it. But when like one company works with another company that you wouldn't expect them to work with and allows a wrestler to come onto that show. Okay. So Mickey James is the impact women's champion and she will be appearing in the Royal rumble. So okay. that's called the forbidden door. And that right. would have, people would have popped for that. They yeah. would have been excuse me. Like, oh, what the fuck? I can't believe they did. How that. is this? How is this even working? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get uh summer Ray. I saw that summer Ray's interesting because she hasn't appeared on anything. WWE since she was released. Like total Bella is the last time I remember seeing her. Or total or to- Divas, Divas, right? Yeah. And, but I mean, I don't, she hasn't even had any kind of association with the company. So to have her come back, I mean, let's not forget she's still Summer Ray, and yeah. now she's Summer Ray, who hasn't been in the spotlight for a while. I don't know if she was wrestling like in the indie circuits. I have to imagine she probably was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't follow the career of Summer Ray post WWE, but that still would have got a little bit of a pop from from wrestling fans. Uh, yeah, the Bella Twins, right? Had no fucking clue that they were coming back. Mm-mm. I didn't know they were on their way back, especially no. both of them. Yeah, that should be fun and exciting. And then that'll add some wrinkles in there. I think Nikki had some problems with Charlotte. So Charlotte's in the rumble. That'll create some cool storylines, right? Yeah. Then we got Melina. These are not confirmed. These two last names. Melina. Okay. I'm not and, familiar with who that is. Uh, she used to wrestle with, she was like John Morrison's partner or, or fiance or something like that. Okay. If I saw her, I probably wouldn't know who she was. She goes pretty far back. And then uh, Cameron. I know Cameron. So Cameron's coming back for the Rumble. Yeah, she has a podcast. Or, or supposedly coming back for the Rumble. So interesting there that they chose to name most of those names. And then the last two had uh, leaked. My question is, does this mean that we know everybody in the Rumble? Because there's, I think there's nine spots left, right? And you got to imagine that the last nine are like Shotzi, Natalia, Naomi. No, Naomi. Does she have a title match? Wait, the last nine are the nine girls that they have left on That's, the roster. No, I agree. So, <laughs> I mean, I was wondering, is there one big surprise in there? And I've heard rumblings. I've heard rumors. And, and you know, we always, I always get yourself built up and excited and stuff. And this is probably not true. But I see the inklings of rumors on all these websites, right? And all these articles, Facebooks, Instagrams, every place that I get these wrestling notifications, everybody's whispering that Paige might come back. Ooh, that would be really, really cool. It it seems in the way she talks uh-huh. that she feels like she could wrestle a match. And so it feels like if there was ever a time that WWE needed somebody like Paige to come back, yeah, this is it. This For is sure. this is that time. So I, I mean, who do they have right now? Really, I mean, they are they are the, the the roster is light in the women's division. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Sasha's I know out. It is. What's who? It's Eva Marie. Nah, I think they're done with Eva. <laughs> Sasha's out six to eight. Um, the Bella Twins coming back is interesting because if they're if they're coming back and they're in, in any kind of decent form or fashion, yeah, that fucking women's title needs a a fucking pop of adrenaline, and I think it would be fun. They've never been 
tag team champions. Really? The Bella Twins. Yeah, because it just didn't exist when they were big. I guess that's true. So I think it would be fun and interesting to have them. I think they would work well with Mella and uh, Zelina. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that that's probably in the works, I would assume. Okay. A big WrestleMania draw would be... The Bella Twins. Okay. When I say big draw, this isn't big, like... Oh, for it's big, casual, big. For casual fans and I'd people... I'd be excited. This is, this is what I was going to say. For people like yourself... And I would be excited because I'm casually into mm-hmm. wrestling. But for someone like you, I do know that the Bella Twins versus Mella and uh, Zelina Vega, that appeals to you 100%. Yeah, for so sure. So there's a market for that. Because they're not, what the fuck else are you doing with that belt? Obviously, Rhea Ripley and do Nikki job, Ash yeah. are done. They had their little breakup that on was TV. Weird as fuck. I mean, it was, it's, it's what happens, right? That's what happens in wrestling. Yeah. Tag teams break up. Uh, so, okay, so I mentioned the Forbidden Door, right? Mm-hmm. And I explained to you what that is. So this yes. week I've I've had like a crash course on what this Forbidden Door is. I knew WWE didn't work with other companies, didn't know there was terminology for it. Apparently Tony Khan uses the analogy a lot. Um, and it looks to me like uh, the rumor is that the men's division is going to try this as well. Okay. That they're going to open this forbidden door going into the Royal Rumble. So I, I did some digging and some sleuthing to see what what does the internet think is the highest probability of who comes through that forbidden door down in the Royal Rumble? Who, who do we see that's not supposed to be there, right? Okay. And the internet looked like that the, the main consensus was uh, the possibility of either Brian Danielson because he still has a working relationship with WWE. Okay. Mm. Could well, it happen? It would be fucking fun. I don't know. Would AEW if, allow him to? So I think AEW would. I don't know if WWE wants AEW wrestlers to cross over. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I've always said, I don't think they're really competition. They appeal to two different audiences. 100%. I know the TikTok world loves to lump them together and fight, and I love to I love to do it for for the effect of doing it. But but I really believe they're two different audiences, and that having Brian Danielson in the Royal Rumble only promotes both companies, right? Yeah. Uh, some people have said Moxley, but then you're in that same thing as AEW. How does that work? Well, no, I'm, right now I'm giving you AEW names. Oh, okay. I'm okay, going to yeah. get out of AEW in a minute. Moxley. How does is, that work? Is he, is he Dean rehab? Ambrose? Is he John Moxley? I, I, I don't think I. I put low, low percentages on John Moxley. Then this one intrigued me. This one intrigued me because this one works. Chris Jericho. He's got a great relationship with Vince McMahon. They've always been good friends. Yeah. I, I think when he went to AEW, it wasn't kind of a. It wasn't really a fuck you to WWE. No, was, I heard. It I, was more of like, you guys don't need me the way I want to perform. Exactly. So I'm going to go try something new. We also know that he's been one of the only guys to appear on. He was on the Stone Cold podcast while in AEW. Okay. So is that a big deal? Well, that's an AEW guy getting some kind of promotion in the WWE. Okay. So I think there's enough of a friendly working relationship there that that works for both well, companies. I remember him, because I, I listened to his podcast, but I remember him saying that he left because he kind of just said, like, there was 
I'm not going to do else for me to go. He said, I'm I've not going to do the, I'm not gonna do the same thing. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to do the, like you just made the list or I'm not going to do, I'm not going to repeat a character that they want me to repeat. I want to go do something new. Yeah. So he went on and did something new. Yeah. All right. So those are the AEW guys that I've heard. I think Jericho makes the most sense. I do think that if it's an AEW guy, that's who it's going to be. Yeah. It makes Brian Danielson's too hot right now. And AEW, they're not going to, I don't think they want to lend that commodity, but Jericho is the right level of guy to be yeah. in that match. Right. Uh, so then, then there's a few guys outside of AEW that the internet is uh, clamoring for. One of them is this dude named Moose. Okay. From Impact Wrestling. Big old dude. This dude's been taking shots at Roman Reigns the last couple weeks, which leads me to believe there may be something there. They're going to need things for Roman to do going into WrestleMania, the months leading into WrestleMania. You can't just have him butt heads mm-hmm. with uh, with Brock Lesnar for the next three months. It takes a little bit of the sparkle off that story, right? Yeah. So wouldn't it be kind of fun if all of a sudden WWE's like, fuck it, we'll have the Impact Champion fight against Roman Reigns at one of our pay-per-views. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see somebody else. What you have to, what we have to think about is, is WWE is definitely in a cost-cutting mode. There's no doubt, right? With all the releases, they released a bunch of wrestlers. They've released a bunch of uh, like staff people, in-house company people. Yeah, and the, the rumor has been that they're aligning themselves for some kind of sell, right? They're trying to make the company super attractive. Well, a friendly relationship with Impact will help that for one, but also. What's a very cost-effective way to bring in big wrestlers that you don't have to pay long-term? And that is, you know, you know just working with Impact is going to cause just a ton of outstir, right? A lot, Lots of people talking. So you bring this guy Moose in, you let him job out to Roman Reigns, because there's no way he's, he's fucking up Roman Reigns' run into WrestleMania. But it does give Roman Roman Reigns a little cachet going into WrestleMania if all of a sudden he's beating down champions from... Uh, other companies, right? He can yeah. kind of go, I'm the guy who, who squashed the moose. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck this moose guy is. He's big as fuck. Does he become the moose hunter? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the moose hunter. Now you got him going after Brock, mm-hmm. Brock hunting the moose. Da-da-ding. There's story there. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Uh, the other name that people throwing around is Matt Cardona, which is Zack Ryder. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. High probability. This could happen. I don't know that it creates this is one of those things that like where where we have to draw the line between casual wrestling fans and IWC, Internet Wrestling uh, Community. The Internet Wrestling Community knows that Matt Cardona has moved on and done big things. Yeah. I think casual WWE fans I've forgotten about it. just think Zack Ryder went bye-bye for a little bit, right? Uh-huh. They don't know where the fuck he went. They don't know he's out there doing like hardcore blood Texas death matches and things like that. Yeah. So... That's one of those things, again, like, does he come back and does he fall right back into Zack Ryder or does he come back as Matt Cardona and the WWE people are like, what the fuck is Zack Ryder got a different name for? Yeah. What's, when did what, Zack become Matt? What's, yeah, what's Zack doing, man? I, I don't know. Is that is that happening? <laughs> is there a chance we see John Cena in the Royal Rumble? I think so. I think that's a He's, he's promoting the fuck out of this. Uh, what is the character from the, the DC movie? Oh, um, the one with the metal head thing. Yeah, right? what is that called? He's been on everything. He was uh, been on. He was on Pat McAfee. What if he came as, as that, that character? character? I am all fucking for that. I am all about that. If that character enters the Royal Rumble, we've already got Johnny Knoxville, What's peacemaker, it? peacemaker. 
Fuck yeah. Let's get Peacemaker. Let's fucking start it right now. Let's start hashtag we want Peacemaker in the Royal Rumble. All right. Hashtag we want Peacemaker. Yes, uh, last but not least is someone named Will Ospreay. There's okay. a consensus that this dude could be coming. This is another one. Forgive me, people. Casual wrestling fan. I don't know who Will Ospreay is. The internet seems to really fucking like this guy. Saw a picture of him. He had like 37 belts on. <laughs> He's like champion of every fucking division and every other company, apparently. Right? All right. I think he's in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm going to get fucking murdered for not knowing that because clearly people tell me you're not a real wrestling fan if you don't know New Japan Pro Wrestling. Even though I fucking state all the time, casual wrestling fan. Ca- casual wrestling podcast. Casual wrestling podcast here. All right. Okay. So, but Will Ospreay, apparently if Will Ospreay shows up, I said it first. I fucking said it first. Right. (laughs) But that's it. Yeah. That's basically who we we got. All right. Let's get, uh, let's jump into the dirt sheets here. Okay. Um, this, I didn't, I struggled with putting this article on uh, the show today because I felt like I want a positive show. I feel like we've been positive tonight. Okay. And I didn't want to throw this article in here, but I felt it was relevant. I d- it does feel like I shit on AEW all the time, but when stuff like this pops up, mm-hmm. I I don't know how else to react to this other than I got to shit on AEW a little bit, right? CM Punk has come out and he did an interview where he basically has blasted fans who approach and wait for him in airports or, or places that they suspect he will be. And they approach him from art for autographs. Right. What a bitch. Now I just, I read one article about this. I, I don't have all the details. So once again, I'm going to speculate the fuck out of this thing. Speculate. It, the vibe I got from him was the COVID vibe, right? Was the don't come at me because you, you know, we're in a pandemic. Cool. Right. You take your stance, take your side. Yeah. My problem is motherfucker. You were jumping into the crowd six months ago. Yeah. You didn't give a fuck about COVID when it was your big return party. I agree. You were diving into crowds. Now, he came out and he addressed that in the article and he's like, well, those people were all vaccinated. I I think I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. But I think it's pretty common knowledge at this point that being vaccinated doesn't stop the transmission. That it just it makes having COVID less that's fucking serious, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either way. I don't fuck. I don't know either way. I'm not going to get into the political side of this. This is just what fucking I've read from watching Pat McAfee, from watching Joe Rogan, watching CNN, watching Fox News. I get news from all over the fucking mm-hmm. place. I'm not a goddamn virologist. But, but it sounds to me like CM Punk is basically just saying, hey, man, don't fuck with me in my personal life. And I'm going to use this pandemic as a way to kind of shut this down. he It feels to me like he's going, I fucking love the fans. I'm back for the fans. I came back for the fans. Just stay the fuck away from me. Don't approach me outside of wrestling. And I hate this argument that like pro, pro wrestlers should get a personal life. No, you don't. When you make money being in the public eye and these fans spend all this money to come see you, Man, you could sign a fucking autograph. I saw Antonio Brown on the, uh, fuck, what is the podcast called? Metzler. Uh, it's Bob Mer- Mer- Mernick. Bob Mernie or whatever. Mernie. But uh, 
I don't remember the, the, the Nelk Boys, I think is what it's called. The Nelk Boys, I think, podcast. Okay. And Antonio Brown was speaking on the fact that, like, as a celebrity or an athlete or a person in a high place, you don't understand or you have to understand what signing that autograph or taking that picture can do for a person oh, yeah. who may be in a fucked up place. For sure. And I get you can't do it all the time, but the airport seems a little sketchy. I see. I'm not a guy who approaches people, but if someone approaches me, I, there's you got to be flattered. I don't care how many fucking times it happened. You only live so long. You can't. Uh-huh. Once you turn this shit into like you deserve this and you have all this fucking privacy, go fuck yourself, man. Also, he's I mean, he's Mr. I'm here for the young guys, right? Okay, yeah. And now we're hearing rumors that he's like irritated with MJF. Why? Because MJF said some fucking things that like what crossed an imaginary line of professional wrestling, told you something about, you know, main eventing WrestleMania that maybe got under your skin. I think it was Bully Ray. Bully Ray alluded to the fact that that one probably cut deep. So what? It's wrestling, man. And that's that's what MJF MJF does. does. Exactly. Exactly. And if it, but fucking props y'all want me to go and, and give prop props to mjf if he fucking got under his if he see him punked see him punk right if he yeah. fucking if he got under CM Punk's skin props to mjf mm-hmm. uh bravo all right moving on okay. <laughs> Corey graves did you yeah. read the news no. Corey graves has been medically cleared or, or allegedly been medically cleared to return to a wwe ring the announcer yeah Oh, that's so cool. So this is another guy like the Willow Sprays and the and the Mooses of the world that I don't have a ton of watch time no. with Corey Graves wrestling. I, I can just eye test. He's little. He's a small he's guy. Little. That's all I'm going to say about size. Fucking that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's, he's a little out of size. He's got a great look. Yeah. All the tattoos, the weird French outfits and things like that. The... He unbelievable on a microphone. Obviously, we know that he's he's the best commentator on Monday Night Raw. And, you know, good for him. Can he come back and take over WWE? No. So are they thinking they want him to wrestle at Royal Rumble? I don't know. I didn't get any farther than the fact that I saw it looks like he was medically cleared to uh, to wrestle again. Uh, Funny thing about him is to me, he's got like the perfect look of like. The AEW guys. Yeah. I think he would probably do well in AEW. Unfortunately, he, WWE is so not going to. I'm looking at his pictures. He was kind of like a pretty boy punk rocker type. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of what you could, he's got a CM Punk light feel to him. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm going to go back tonight probably and watch some of the network and try and catch up on some of these guys and maybe try to see who Willow Spray is. And yeah. I try to like figure to out who Corey the Moose Graves, is. Cause... But I'd like to see if he was even worth the shit. I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's always kind of exciting when someone, it's fun, no matter who it is, when you've been told, hey, that thing you wanted to do your whole life, you can't do that anymore. And then all of a sudden they go, Oh, we medical advances have come a long way. We think you could do that again. That's what I'm yeah. like. Cross our fingers. That's what Paige. What's yeah, happening yeah, with Paige? Yeah, for sure. That would be super cool. I loved her. Uh, someone brought this up on uh, on TikTok earlier, and I saw this article, so I feel like I need to talk about it, but I'm not going to go real deep into it because this is I'm not a fucking lawyer. Uh, the MLW Major League Wrestling is suing WWE. Okay. Uh, the MLW CEO says. WWE has anti-competitive behavior that has to stop. What does that mean? I guess this is news, right? I think it means that WWE interfered in some of their television deals. 
Okay. That they stepped in and told, I think it was like Spike TV or Vice TV, one of those companies. Yeah. I don't even know if Spike is still a TV network. I don't know. But they told one of those networks, they said like, hey, we don't appreciate you doing business with other wrestling companies, even though I don't think they have affiliation. But yeah. they kind of big dick the industry in wrestling. and uh, Yeah, or they're like maybe under the same parent network or something. So or... then it had something to do with it. There's an app called Tubi. Yeah, I know what Tubi is. And MLW was working some kind of deal out with Tubi that fell apart at the, the last minute. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out Fox, which is, you know, in bed yeah. with WWE, bought Tubi. Yeah. So they're thinking there's some like antitrust things going on yeah. and, and sketchy shit. And it probably is. But guess what, people? This is what happens in big companies, right? Yeah. Big companies stay big companies because they fucking eat little companies. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. But that's that's fucking that's the way fucking big business goes. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm not a lawyer. I don't think it's a secret that WWE is a little bit of a bully company. I don't, I mean, I think that's pretty public knowledge. Stay so, at the top at all costs. So I don't like, I don't, it, this probably gets settled in a courtroom somewhere probably and we never hear any more. Like, yeah. There's probably some kind of payout that goes MLW's mm-hmm. way. And then they're told you don't fucking speak about this ever again. Mm-hmm. I assume that's what, yeah. what gets made of this. I'm not going to jump to conclusions about this. Uh, last article I had, which we I basically already spoke on, so I'm not going to spoke too much on it, was that Nikki Bella uh, wants her Miracle Royal Rumble comeback to lead to a tag team title match. I talked about it. I think it's... That would be pretty cool. I think that's... I, I mean, think that'd be a good When match. you start like laying out booking, you go, they've got nothing, nothing in the pipe for the women's tag team division. Let's inject some Bella Twins into that. Let's, it would get me excited for the women's division me too. again. To give them one run with it. We can kind of send them off into the sunset with that. They've they've come back. They've gone away. They've come back. They've never got the proper send off. The fact that they're both healthy enough at the same time to do this. Let's do it. Like, let's roll into WrestleMania. Let them win the titles. And they could drop it. They can have a short run with it. And then they can drop it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. SummerSlam or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move into the uh, burning question of the week. Okay. <laughs> there it is all right Got so it. last week we went a uh, deep down in a rabbit hole of the bullshit with the size the size matter in professional wrestling and so this week i wanted to like fucking run as far away from something controversial and serious yeah. and do something more fun this week okay even though no matter what the fuck I do or say or make a list of, the internet wrestling community, the IWC, mm-hmm. the Heel Joshes, the fucking infamous opinionists, they're all going to fucking... Chris Griffin. They're all going to come at... Yeah, Chris Griffin. <laughs> I don't know his real name, but... Uh, yeah. I fucking... He annoys me so bad. I'm, I'm t- I don't want to duet with these people anymore. I don't want... I don't want and to You fucking, don't want to duet with them. They want to duet with you. I know. I've you. never done a duet. I've never done... I've never used another... That's not true because I've talked shit. I just don't duet. Yeah. I don't duet them. I do talk shit. So I have used other people as a stepping stone. So yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie about that. All right. But fuck all that shit. Okay. Let's get into this. This week's burning question is it's 2022. You're given an unlimited budget. You Tony Khan is my new dad. No, not Tony Khan. Khan don't want him. What's the Shad Khan? Sean Khan. Sean Connery. Fuck, I don't know his name. I forgot his name. Tony Khan's daddy. Daddy Khan. Daddy Khan. Daddy Khan has adopted me. And he's told me, notorious nerdy D, here's a blank check. I need you to go out 
and put together a roster of wrestlers. And all of a sudden, WWE and AEW, they don't exist anymore, right? So I have free reign. I can offer up anybody. Basically, what I'm getting at is I wanted to make a list of my 10 wrestlers that I would start a professional wrestling company with. Okay. Not necessarily who I think are the best wrestlers. Not necessarily who I think are my favorite wrestlers. Okay. This was 10 wrestlers that I thought if I was starting a company today, these are the wrestlers that I would start my company with. And I'm going to go from one to 10 because I think it probably starts off relatively obvious, obvious and safe. Right. So number one, if I'm starting a wrestling company and I have an unlimited budget and I can pick anybody and I go, who is, who is the guy that they all come to see? Right. Mm -hmm. It's Brock Lesnar. Big Daddy Brock. It's Brock Lesnar. And I've never even been, I'm, I'm, I'm a newly, newly cemented Brock Lesnar fan. So it's not like I've loved him forever. But after seeing Brock Lesnar in person this last time where we were uh, on the oh, floor. Oh, that was so cool. On the floor at SmackDown. He's a fucking behemoth, right? When Pat McAfee talks about that's the guy you send to go fight the aliens. Yeah. That's the guy you go send to fight the aliens. Yeah. That's the alpha fucking male of our species. That's the guy that proves everything I say about size. Mm-hmm. Not going to say any more about size. Okay. Number two, another big guy, Roman Reigns. I'm definitely going Roman Reigns because he is the best pure wrestling bad guy in the business. Okay. Okay. Now I'm not saying he's the best heel. He's the best wrestling bad guy all the way around. He gets the most reaction out of the most people and not the best on the microphone, but he is the yin to the yang, right? He's yin to the yang, yin to the yang, yin or yin, 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 what, why I N or Y I N G? Y N Y I N G Y A N G. Okay. Yin yang. It's not yin and yang. Why did I think it was yin and yang? We'll figure the fuck out. Somebody will correct this me. This is on a poll. That. All right, another poll. We got a second yin-yang. poll for the week. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going Brock Lesnar one, Roman Reigns two. I'm getting the freak show, the circus. The, those are my y'all. Y'all say I'm the big size guy. That's my big size. That's my meat and potatoes. I can I can run every pay per view with those two guys, and the casual fans are gonna fucking watch. All right. All right. Number three. We're gonna you know number three. You got to get creative because you've got your two behemoths. Now I'm going Brian Danielson because Brian Danielson to me is the best wrestler in the world. Now yeah. my wrestling knowledge. Let's let's take into consideration. Doesn't go to Japan. Doesn't go all over the world. I see the I see the world through like WWE and AEW. So as far as that goes, Brian Danielson is my best all around. He's like a nine in almost everything, and probably a ten in some. Yeah, but he's good on a microphone, good in the ring, good charisma, good uh, whatever, good, good at everything, right? Yeah, good at everything. How he's not AEW champion right now, I don't fucking know. Seems like the biggest misstep in the world, right? All right, so I got Brock Lesnar. I got Roman Reigns. Now I can sprinkle in some Brian Danielson into that mix. Now we're going number four. This might surprise some people because I don't fucking like this guy. Mm-hmm. But he sells tickets. Okay. And when he's on, he's on. All right. CM Punk is number four. I'm starting a company. I'm going to use CM Punk the right way. Use him for his. I'm going to use him the right way. I'm going to have disgruntled, angry, ornery, curmudgeon Old CM Punk. CM Punk old CM, not even old CM Punk. I'm just, I need CM Punk to go out there 
and, and have that swagger, that, that heel PC swagger. Punk. Not PC punk, not okay. PG punk. We're not doing that, right? So yeah. with those four guys, I feel like I'm selling out every arena I go yeah. to. Every arena I go to, I'm selling out those the arena, right? Number five, here we go. We're going to swerve a little bit. Swerve it. Number five, my most important person in starting a wrestling company. Okay. Paul Heyman. Not even going to go wrestler here. Yeah. And it's funny because he's been associated with three of the top four guys on my on my roster here. But I think his knowledge of the business, his ability to work a crowd, I believe, and people argue with me, but once again, casual wrestling fan, I believe he's the greatest manager of all time that I've seen, that I've seen, that I've witnessed. I haven't seen some of the older managers that people reference. But to me, in my lifetime, he's the best manager I've ever seen or advocate or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So I think he's invaluable now because you've got Brock Lesnar, you've got Roman Reigns, you've got CM Punk, you've got Paul Heyman, you've got interesting storylines. Yeah. You've got a lot to fucking work with there. Uh Uh-huh. All right, so then we're going to go number six. And I I like this because I think, uh, well, first of all, it's Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, the best bout machine. Uh Uh-huh. I think he poses a lot of interesting matchups with guys that I've named already, right? We've never seen Kenny, uh, Kenny Brock. We've never yeah. seen Kenny Roman. True. We still haven't seen Kenny CM Punk, to my knowledge. Maybe it happens somewhere in a far-off land that doesn't exist <laughs> in my head, but we've never seen this. So yes. I think he fits in. Talent-wise, as good as Brian Danielson. Yeah. So now I've got two highly technical guys. I got two fucking behemoths of men. And I've got CM Punk, who is just CM CM Punk. Punk. And when he's on, there's nobody better. Exactly. When he's on, there's nobody better. When he's off, everybody's better. That's the problem with CM Punk, right? Yeah. So now I've got Brock, Roman, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Paul Heyman, Kenny Omega, number seven, Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. I almost went MJF here. Oh, but I still don't. I'm still not confident in MJF's ability to wrestle. I agree. I don't know if I've actually, I don't know if he's a good wrestler or not. I've seen him. I've seen him in a few matches at this point, but I've never seen him just put on an impressive match. I always feel like he's running all the time. Talking his shit. He's great. But, but if I'm putting, if I'm going top 10, I'm going 10 guys. This is like, this is my first round. These are my A team. I I don't think that MJF goes there. I think Seth Rollins does. The drip god, he's he's got he's got this kind of enigma ability to adapt and change change characters. He he's that fucking irritating guy. Uh-huh. He gets under your skin. And I feel like Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, Ooh. there is just irritation all over the fuck. I, me, as like the, the guy I am that gets like annoyed, I think I'm fucking annoyed by that feud. But like in the good way. Yeah. I'm goodly annoyed. You hate it so much you want to keep it's on watching. Like these guys are just fucking irritating, but I love yeah, it. Kenny Omega, it. Seth Rollins. I like that. I think Seth, he's young, still got young wrestling. Uh, he's still got enough in the tank that he could go. And he puts on good matches. So I'm going there. Number eight. Here we go. This is where this is where the internet wrestling community is probably going to come for me. It's Bianca Belair. That's an interesting one. Well, because you, you're going to need the, the woman superstar. And I think out of all the women, physically, she is the most gifted. Even over? She, over. Um, Becky Lynch? Physically? 
Yeah. Yes. 100%. You, you think that in a real fight, how long do you think Becky Lynch lasts in a real fight like, with Bianca Belair? Like 2.4 seconds? Okay. I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, Bianca... I, I have the strength that Bianca Becky Belair has would, in wrestling world. Bianca Belair would slap the Irish off of Becky Lynch. <laughs> That's what would happen. True, true. She'd have brown hair after that shit. Um, so I'm going Bianca Belair because I, I need a, a tent. I, I need a flagpole woman wrestler, female wrestler to kind of hang that division on. And I think Bianca's the crowd loves her, right? She's to me right now. She is kind of poised. She's not there yet, but she could be the John Cena of women's wrestling. I could see that. I think little girls look up to her. They love her. Mm-hmm. I don't. She's positive. I don't know how you dislike her other than if you're just kind of a D bag, right? Yeah. Like, and you could say you could dislike her because of her skill, but I don't know as a person, she just seems kind of fun and happy. Mm-hmm. So that's my eight, right? So I got All Brock, right, Roman, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Paul Heyman, Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair, number nine, Randy Orton. I like Randy he's, Orton. He's the fucking utility, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, you don't see a bad Randy Orton match. No. And so I look at my list and I go, I can put Randy in a match with any one of these motherfuckers. It's, it's going to be five star, right? Yeah. He, he's going to work with Brock. He can work with Roman. He can work with Brian. He can work with Punk. He can work with Omega. He can work with Seth. I like it. Like, I can do those. I, Randy's just utilitary, man. He... He just fills out that roster in a way that now you've got a little bit of everything and and, and he can do a little bit of everything. Right. And mm-hmm. then number 10, after taking like a long look at my list, I had a lot of names. I went, actually, I made a top 30. I have a top 30 list. Okay. And I'm going to post the top 30 list on Twitter. Right. Try and get some people to go look at Twitter. Okay. So I'll put my top 30, like my full What's roster. Your Twitter handle. I don't, I think it's, notorious nerdy d <laughs> you put me on the spot right there yeah. i've changed it so many times let's, i believe uh, let's send people to twitter so if, it's, remember twitter handle. if it's not notorious nerdy d it will be by the time the show ends <laughs> i will go change it to that um so i have a top 30 list you can go check it out on twitter and then we'll probably later in the week post that full list on tiktok in in some form of youtube video but uh yeah <clears throat> my number 10 this is a wild card i'm gonna pull a tell free me, agent tell me, tell me. i'm going to a free agent here it's Bray Wyatt. Oh, I like that one. I've always loved he Bray Wyatt. He was the most misused character in WWE, and I'm not going to fuck that up. I'm going to give him the Undertaker role. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna use him in a special event kind of way. He could go make movies and do those things, and then I'm going to bring him in for these big events. I'm going to bring him in for, for my version of WrestleMania. Yeah. And we're going to do the whole spectacle with the, the fireflies and, and we're going to give, yes, that was my give, favorite Bray Wyatt. We're going to, I'm going to give Bray creative freedom to do all that weird shit that Sister he does. Abigail. All that, because it like all of that should have worked. It all should have worked. I think it even it did. When we went to WrestleMania, everybody no, had no, no, their no, fucking hundred percent, but I think just didn't nurture it enough. They used him too many times as a stepping stone to get other people over. They just yeah. did it one to me. Oh, we got to get John Cena back over. Put him, put him in that. Oh, we got to get this guy over. Okay. Put him against spray. And, and they never let him fully become the kind of monster that he could become. 
Mm-hmm. So that's my top 10. These are my top I 10 like names if I'm starting a wrestling company Give today. Give to me one more time. My top 10 names. I'm starting a wrestling company today. Unlimited budget. Daddy Khan has gave me the, the keys to the bank vault. I'm going one, Brock Lesnar. Two, Roman Reigns. Three, Brian Danielson. Four, CM Punk. Five, Paul Heyman. Six, Kenny Omega. Seven, Seth Rollins. Eight, Bianca Belair. Nine, Randy Orton. 10 Bray Wyatt and I, I like go it. all the way to 30 that list will be posted in other places love it all right so let's address a couple comments this okay. has become customary at the end of the show before 20 questions that I address a couple of the comments that I get either on TikTok or YouTube problem is the YouTube comments that's like the high class society that's where my high class people are they just say nice shit and like real intelligent shit and I probably should highlight that, but when you like when you do that, nobody listens. I gotta True. go to like when the you ones. say nice things, nobody cares. Well, okay, but I'm, I say that, but then this first one was actually not a combative comment. It was one that I just wanted to kind of expand upon this idea that I think is a misconception among uh, casual wrestling fans. <clears throat> At Nafi. Okay. N-A-W-F-Y-Y-Y. At Nafi said, and this was part of a, a longer conversation, but this will make sense in its own. Yeah, AEW is never going to match WWE. WWE sells out NBA arenas while AEW uses small college arenas. AEW is the XFL while the WWE is the NFL. I, the comparison holds true to me especially through the eyes of a casual wrestling fan, right? Mm-hmm. AEW fans, they have all this fucking like wrestling knowledge and they, they, these indie darlings, they feel for them. They love them. They know backstories. They know histories, but they're still, it's still to me, it's the minor leagues, not the minor leagues. That's wrong. It's, it's just, D-League. it's not the big show. It's not, it's not the main it's not where the world is focused. Most of the eyes, the casual fans. And let's let's be honest again. The internet wrestling community makes up such a small portion of wrestling. They're just real loud. They yeah. just get hurt a lot. Yeah. But they're not the dominant fans. Casual fans are the dominant fans of wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. While I will agree, I will agree with the sentiment, and I don't think it's wrong that AEW does this, right? Because a small, packed-out arena looks way better on TV yeah. than a giant empty arena or True. half-filled arena. And it arena. makes sense business-wise, I'm sure, too. But let's be, we got to be real when we talk about this, right? The reality is that WWE is attempting to fill out these big arenas. And for the most part, a lot of times they're filling them. You go to a wrestling event in Texas, that motherfucker's full. Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, Corpus is, is interesting because that's kind of a college, it's a midsize uh, arena. But San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, it's full. So so WWE fills up the big arenas more often than not. AEW does stick to the small arenas, which is fine. It works, right? AEW yeah. also, you know, you, if you pay attention, they're booking the same hardcore wrestling spots which is they're always in fucking chicago and new jersey i'm not gonna hate on that that's smart they're playing to an audience they know loves what they do when i say that the internet wrestling community is small and intelligent but it's not the main like wrestling community Uh that's where they are 
they're in those places that, that AEW hangs out. You want to know where like the smart, the, the smart, I don't smart is the wrong word. Cause they don't make them smart. They're just the informed wrestling fans. That's where they are. Right. I've said this when we go to San Antonio wrestling, it's not the internet wrestling community. It's full the of interaction casual, between the crowd. It's full of casual fans. They don't know how to start the chance. They don't understand the nuances of what's happening. Yeah. But just to, to, to kind of bring this all back together for Nafi, I agree 100% that until AEW can consistently sell out these big NBA-style arenas, and I know what you mean when you say that because there is a level yes. to like where an NBA team plays, that it's not really a comparison to even be made. This is the argument I have all the time when they go, AEW so much better, bro, so much bigger and better. It's like, it's not. It's not yet, and that's okay. I don't even think... I don't even think that they're attempting to be at this point. No. They're, they're just building up their, they're trying to build their status and they're trying to fill these little places and that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Nicholas Joseph 39 came and said, WWE used to get five, maybe six million in viewership. They used to sell out all the time. Now they can barely get two million and crowds are half empty sometimes. So I've already addressed the half empty thing, right? WWE is attempting to fill up much bigger arenas than AEW. But I want to address this A or WWE used to get five or six million views, right? Okay. As far as I could see by looking up statistics, the last time WWE had five million was like Raw 1000, which was a big deal. They brought back a bunch of people. It was a big hoopla, big show. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you probably got to go way, way back to see five or six million people watching a wrestling show, right? But... Let's let's be real, right? Because I pulled this up from uh, it was one of the television companies. Unfortunately, TV ratings have declined on broadcast TV since the 1980s. Right, the decline in weekly reach of all TV has gone from 92 percent in the year 2019 to 87 percent in the year 2021. People watch less TV. Yeah. Now, there's multiple reasons that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, streaming. So there's a million things to watch today. Yeah. Back during the Attitude Era, like at Monday night, you could either watch football or wrestling, right? Yeah. SmackDown, you could either, like there was limited choices. You didn't have 572 channels. True. You didn't have, like, do you know what killed cable access TV? YouTube, right? It's what affords us the ability to make a television broadcast, right? A podcast, True. a video True. cast. We're able to do this because of YouTube. So this, this idea that like WWE is failing, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that all TV is failing. I think that all big television products are failing because of shows like this podcast, shows like the Pat McAfee podcast, because I can eat up a hundred listeners, right? I mean, look at our kids. They don't watch cable. <laughs> they exactly watch right. YouTube. And if I can eat up a hundred listeners, there's probably a million people like me talking on a microphone. And there goes a big part of your audience. Mm-hmm. The NBA's audience is down. The NFL's audience is down. Everybody's audience is down. People just aren't watching TV the way they used to. There's too much content. We're in a content rich time, which is great. But wrestling, I, I think WWE is doing fine for exactly what they do. They, they focus on, on the network selling subscriptions they sell out arenas. I don't think they really care if they sell them out or not. They have seat fillers. They play the game. It's, it is what it is, right? I just, I, this argument to be made that WWE has declined exponentially. 
I think WWE's declined in the same way that all television has declined. Yeah. Uh, and like younger people just don't watch TV as much. It's, it's reality, right? There's just, there's so many fucking things to do. The internet, these people are all over the TikTok. fucking internet. TikTok. Yeah. I mean, I bet you that TikTok is a huge portion of like audiences. So many people consume, like I laugh and this is the last thing I'm gonna do before we go to 20 questions. I laugh at the amount of people who talk shit about the clips that you post on our TikTok as if that is the whole story to what I'm saying. Yes. And then I say something to them, right? They'll go, bro, you're just a fucking idiot. And I'm like, all right, if you haven't watched the whole podcast, maybe let's cool it on the, you're just a fucking idiot. And let's just go, this clip doesn't make sense. Right. Mm -hmm. But they come at me. So then I go, have you watched the whole podcast? And they go, bro, "Bro, I'm not going to watch the whole podcast. I'm not good fucking try. I'm like, it's not, I don't need you to watch the podcast. What what I need you to understand is if you don't know the context of what was said and how it was said, let's maybe not call me a fucking idiot. Right. You could disagree with what I'm saying a hundred percent, but to like act like there wasn't more said you're the fucking idiot. You're the idiot because you didn't do any kind of research coming into what you said. True. And I've probably addressed your concern in what I've said. All right, mm-hmm. let's go to 20 questions. What All do we got right. this week? Did yeah. I win last week? Mm-hmm. I did win last week. Did you get but that? I was called out. Okay. I was called out. You almost didn't get it. I remember. I was called out because I said that Batista was in the Attitude Era, and I swore by that. Yeah. And then I was called out, and I don't remember his name, and I'm going to look it up. We'll shout him out. I'll shout him out. Okay. But I was called out, and they told me that that Batista debuted at the beginning of Ruthless Aggression. I looked it up. I was 100% wrong. I was was wrong. I'm eating the L on that one. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who says I never say I'm wrong, and then I think I know it all, understand that when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I was wrong. I'll eat the L on that. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get out of here. All right. All right, is this person currently, currently on the WWE roster? Yes. Ah, yay. I can do this. Okay. This person's currently on the WWE roster. Is this person on Monday Night Raw? Yes. Oh, two for two. Coming out the gate swinging here. Um, is this a male superstar? Yes. All right, so it's male. Is this person part of a tag team? Currently or ever? Currently. No. Okay, that's four. Are you keeping count? Yeah, I got them on my fingers. Okay, that's four. Not part of a tag team. Is this person... um, Did this person appear on this last Monday Night Raw? Yes. All right, so this is somebody in the spotlight. It's not Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens was not on Monday Night Raw. No. Okay, did this person... uh, Yeah, I, I could really get technical by... Narrowing down the hour, like I fucking remember who was where. <laughs> um, is this person in a title picture? Like in in line for one? Yeah. Yes. They are. Yes. Is this person in the WWE title picture? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm confused. Wait, so okay, so you said they're in a title picture. Yes. So that means that like on television, they're being, they're being portrayed as somebody who could win this belt. Yes. So this person is. Yes. So are they, are they currently going after or being portrayed towards the WW, the black belt? 
I don't know which belt it is. Okay, so Raw has the WWE title. SmackDown has the Universal title. There's the United States Championship, which is on SmackDown. And there's the... No, no, United States is on Raw. He's going after a belt. All right, that's all you need to know. Oh, that's bullshit. No, continue. Next one. Is it a major belt? Yes. There's only two belts. No, there's not. Well, <laughs> there's there's two major. There's only two belts that really matter. Okay, so he's going after a belt that you would say really matters? Yes. All right, so he's going after the WWE title, or it's... Did this person cross over to SmackDown? No. So it's not Seth Rollins, okay? Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Seth Rollins? It's Seth Rollins. <laughs> Burn it down! Okay, so we're going to have a little belt discussion before we go off it. Okay, okay. A little knowledge here. There's not just two belts. <laughs> okay, well, there's only two belts in my mind. The one that Brock so, Lesnar so has in Roman Reigns. You, you understand right that every show has... Their own belt, a red belt and the blue belt. But they have a major belt, which is the WWE title and the Universal Championship. Then they have a mid-card belt, which is the Intercontinental Championship. I feel like I say that. Which like, is rig- Shonsuke, Shonsuke, Shonsuke That's Nakamura. Intercontinental. I, I feel like I now, because I've listened to it so much, uh-huh. say it in Rick Boog's voice. The Intercontinental Championship. So yeah, so each show okay, has so two Raw belts and a set of tag team belts. Is sent Shinsuke Nakamura. No, that's SmackDown. Okay, because so he's, who's Raw? Uh, Damian Priest. Oh, I don't like him, so that's, <laughs> I've just blocked him out of my mind. So, all right. That so, would but totally going forward, it. we're gonna have to get this belt thing under control because it almost threw me off. Yes, we need to clarify when and the what, Attitude Era was. What do you mean? When I asked the question, did he cross over to SmackDown? What well, do you mean? No, I just know him from. He's Raw man. Did you me. watch SmackDown this week? Yes, I did. He showed up in Roman Reigns' office. Well, I didn't think that like he was going to be there forever. So to me, he's a raw man. He's on raw. No, he's he's on pri- raw. You're right. He's primarily raw. But when I say, does he cross over? I'm referring to like, okay. you would say Brock Lesnar has crossed over. Right. Okay. All right. This has been another episode of the Notorious Nerdy D Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am Nerdy D. That is Level Up Lauren. And you can ring that final bell. Ding, 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 ding. You struggle with the end of this show, girl. Notorious. Bye. Big it up, big it up. Yeah. Countdown is not the last scene. Yeah. Go, go.